Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, overlooking the vast, pristine acreage of Primrose Village. Greetings from this hidden gem of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Yeah. And there was silence at the beginning of the program. The sound of silence. Welcome to another edition of the Eon Project, where we strive every day. Strive? Well, not every day. Most days. We strive many days many to bring days. you an exciting and informative program. You know, we like to, and that's one of the things here. We bring you information. We bring you knowledge. And excitement. We bring you merriment. Yes. We bring you fun. We bring you love. All in a very lighthearted manner. And all for free. All for free. Well, right now it's free. You don't have to pay us anything. You don't, but you could if you wanted to. You could send us a nice donation. A donation, some flowers, maybe a fruit basket. Of, uh, <laughs> maybe a picture of your feet if you're a girl for Jay. You like feet? No, you do. No, I don't like to say the word toe. So we're, this is a, uh, a rare occasion for the Eon Project. We're actually doing an evening recording, which is different from our normal routine, which is morning recording. That's right. Normally we're uh, first thing, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed in the morning, zero nine hundred hours. Now it's at the end of a long day. Now it's, uh, well, in military time, would that be 1,800 hours? 1,800 hours. And uh, here we are. Uh, the sun is, is, is waning. It's waning or waxing. What does waxing mean, anyway? Uh, it's when you, um, you apply... A uh, tacky uh, paste to your body while you're naked, mm-hmm. and you rub it all over your hairy areas. Anyway, so uh, uh, yeah, well, so we're recording this evening uh, uh, instead of daytime, right? And the reason for that, why, is all tied into the show's topic today. The topic, and it's something that you only talk about in the evening or nighttime hours because it's kind of scary. It's spooky. It's scary. It's uh, it's the end of the world. We're gonna talk about the end of the world today. Uh, the times where it was the world was supposed to end and didn't. Mm-hmm. Or else we wouldn't be able to bring you this program. That's right. Unless the world ends between now and the time where this program is aired. We're going to give you some facts. We're going to dispel some myths. We're going to yep. talk about some crazy people in general. <clears throat> yeah. But before we do that, I want to tell you about something personal that happened to me Oh. over this weekend. Oh, does it require uh, any kind of clothing? You know, normally here on the Eon Project, we are uh, very lighthearted. Uh, we, we try to be respectful of everyone, everyone's belief systems and... Uh, uh, and and all and whatnot to so try to be good people, good citizens. And I made the mistake of thinking that everyone in the podcast world was the same. No, they're all different. Sir. No, and so here's the deal. And I wasn't going to talk about this, but I feel like I have to. I think you should. Okay. So uh, we operate, obviously, we operate an Eon Project Twitter feed, which we don't typically post a whole lot on there. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, like show updates and stuff. But I have my own personal page. Oh, and I follow you know certain people, and that's right. And I'm not going to talk about you know the kind of things that I normally discuss on there, but uh, you know it has nothing to do with the show. However, sure, I do follow uh, a a, uh, a very very famous podcast, so famous that this podcast has now become an Amazon show. Uh, oh, a podcast that you're following on Twitter? Yes. Oh, wow. So, so anyway, this is the Lore podcast. Well, that's that's what we strive to do. The L O R E Lore. It's an Amazon show. It's a, yeah, it's a show. Oh, I'm gonna have to it's watch it. It's actually pretty good. It's not bad, right? Oh. And the show, the the podcast is great. I actually would 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 recommend this. Oh my god. Un, until this weekend. Oh, shenanigans <laughs> took place. Yeah. So I follow the creator of this pro of this show, Lore. Is his name Paul? No, his name is. Oh. Um, oh gosh, what is his name? I don't know. Aaron, Aaron Menke is his name. Oh, that's a good name. And he, he has a great product. The show is good. Uh, it's informative. It's obviously very well done. It has a very high production value. Not like this show. So I'm pretty sure he probably has a production team. Oh, no, no. There's this no is way he does it himself. No, no, no. It's a okay. business. It's, it's very professionally done. It's not like this show. Right. It's not fly by the city of pants. Oh, all that good I'm stuff. not wearing it's, pants. It's, very, it's all well engineered in the sound effect. Anyway, it's a good show. Yep, yep. And I'm, I follow him. And 
he he gets into political stuff a lot of times, which we t- we typically don't get. We in. stay away from that. Yeah, we don't. It's because it's you know divisive. What? It's divisive. It's nobody nobody's business. Because really. everything we talk about is all inclusive. Sure, we try to be like I said, respectful of everyone. That's right. Unf- unfortunately, I made the mistake of uh, he said something that I disagreed with, mm. and I said something. I tweeted back at him uh, something just saying a disagreement. Nothing, nothing disrespectful. Nothing personal. It was sure. just just like a disrespect. A, 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 dis- a discussion starter. Okay. Normally, nobody responds to you anyway. They just kind of ignore what you say. Right. As soon as I hit send, it seems... He got offended. He freaked the hell out on me. Oh, my God. He sent me a, 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 a very belittling, um, condescending, uh, questioning me, questioning what I know, my ignorance level. Oh, uh, and your education. And my education level. And your life experience. Yes. And what kind of shoes all of you these, wear. All of these things yes. that have no... And this guy doesn't know me. No. And I would never presume to talk down to somebody like that. That First of all, I would never do it anyway. But secondly, to somebody that I don't know. Right. How do you know who you're talking to? Exactly. You don't want to talk to people that way that you don't know. No, definitely not. So he was a jackass. Mm. And... I let him know, hey, you know what? None of this was called for. I'm a fan of your work. Thanks very much for the product that you put out. Um, but you personally are a turd. And then he blocked me. <laughs> he commenced to block you. He blocked me, and then his his uh, his sycophantic fans all piled on me at the same time. Uh, so I had to get off Twitter for a couple of days. <laughs> well, here's and and then you know what? That that's just uh, uh you know a, a small example of the bigger problem with society nowadays is I agree. that you can't have an adult discussion no, with anybody you cannot because if you disagree with someone yes. they immediately become offended uh, instantly offended and they and they'll talk down to you they talk yes. back uh, well, they and bad about you, you. Names and, and they call names they block you they get very personal with you and like you said oh you can't have a normal conversation no, or you can't. Or, or a debate or any type of with certain people uh, and it's sad that somebody that has met a level of success you know, with their with their professional product, would uh, would uh, would come at somebody like that. But you know, it just shows me that yeah. someone is, has has uh, self esteem problems, probably, and uh, you know, lashes out whenever anyone questions. Well, he, let me just break it down in, in its most simplest form. Okay, not all people will always agree. Of course, and it doesn't mean that one side is right and one is wrong, or your side is right and the other is wrong. It doesn't. It, it, it's everybody has their opinion on certain subjects. Yes, and it, it's just a matter of bringing forth uh, your side and and listening to others, keeping an open mind, mm-hmm. and having an at- intelligent adult discussion. Yeah, but you uh, can't have that these days. People can't online. have that. And, and no, I think that I think the key is something you said already. It's it's online. Yes. Um, in person, people don't talk to you that way generally. Of course, you run into the occasional person that will right. ha- will freak out on you in person. But normally, people have normal conversations face to face, sure, and at least have a modicum of respect. If if for the only reason they're afraid that you might hit them, if, if you know if you acted that way. Well, the term I think is keyboard warrior. Keyboard. Well, that's what I called him. Oh, you did. <laughs> I did call. Oh, him that, I wonder yeah. why he got offended. Oh, actually, I called him a Twitter warrior, oh. and then he blocked me. Oh, because again, I'm I'm not that I'm not going to proclaim to be the toughest guy in the world. But I can tell you that he wouldn't talk to me that way in person, mm. and just like I wouldn't talk to anybody that way, either in person or online. You have to have a, a bit of respect for someone, at you, least. Of course you do. But again, everyone has courage because of the keyboard, and they're hiding behind. You know so what? Going right along, going right along with those lines, and talking about respect, and talking about being on the same page, yes. and things of that sort, and having a good discussion. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on? <laughs> oh, the Oreo cookie. 
The Oreo, standard Oreo cookie. Not the Hydrox. No, 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 not the cheap. Uh, is Hydrox know. cheaper or is it the same price? No, 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 it's the cheap uh, ripoff. Oh, so the what do I think about the Oreo cookie? Yes, in general. Um, I haven't had one in many years. Mm, but you know what I mean. The, I do. The uh, dark. Uh, I know what you mean. Chocolate cookie with What's the my feeling on it? It's a, it's a delicious cookie. But, but you can't just eat it normally. No. There are certain steps that you have to take. Well, in order to enjoy it effectively. Well, milk is good with it, right? Yeah, but you got to dunk it in the milk. You dunk it in the milk. But here's a here's a good tip for you. Yep. Take a fork and stick it through the cream, mm. and it it retains well, itself say, to the fork. If you if you overestimate, or excuse me, if you if you lose track of time while yes. you have the yes. cookie submerged in yes. the milk, it will disintegrate through your little fingertips. That's right. And drop into the milk. And then it's a fevered, pit, a fevered pitch to try to get it That's out right. of there. It's like you're trying to rescue it from a hot lava <laughs> explosion. you got to get, get it out, it of, out there of there before it turns into nothing. That's it, because it will disintegrate but in you, a matter of seconds. If you put it on the fork, you can dip it in and you time it just perfectly. Yep. And then you pull it out. You can. Uh, and then it's all d- delicious and creamy. And, that's right. Yeah. No, but here, I'm with you. But here's the bigger point yeah. is what I'm trying to say here. Yep. Why mess with the standard Nabisco... Original flavored Oreo cookie, which seems to be I can tell you why. the most flawless cookie you could ever imagine. Money. They, mm. they think they can make more money by having different recipes. Well, the reason I mention that is because most recently, um, <laughs> my my um, uh, lady friend. You have a lady friend? A lady friend that I in, in, cohabitate with. Oh. Decided to is go. Is she a fan of the show? No. Oh. As a matter of fact, she can't stand it. She can't That's stand why she's not here now. She left. She went <laughs> drinking because she can't. This drove her, to, it. drove her to the bottle. She decided to buy two exotic flavors of Oreo cookie. Oh, no. You ready for I, these? I, that would send you off over the edge. One was a cherry cola Oreo. No. No. And the other was a pina colada no. Oreo. Though, that sounds disgusting. Why would you do that? That sounds horrible. It's not combination of flavors that would mix. Why would you want to have a, a pina? First of all, pina colada is gross. I hate that. It's flavor. gross, and you don't mix it with chocolate and cream. I like coconut. I don't like pina colada. What the hell it's is wrong the with the Nabisco people? But why, what's better yet? Why would she be what, cherry cola flavor? What? I think they must have been. They must have been on clearance. Nobody wanted oh my them. God, that sounds uh, disgusting. How do you dip a cherry cola Oreo uh, into milk? Does it fizz? You Does don't it have do some that. Sort of effervescent qualities? It's some sort of uh, uh, chemically altered white Russian Boy, cocktail cookie thing. That's disturbing. I don't like it at so, all. So if you have something good, leave it alone. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Don't mess with it. I wonder if Hydrox does that. <laughs> Why would you name a cookie Hydrox? It sounds like a villain in like de- uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I went over to fight the Hydrox. Uh, oh, it's the uh, Avengers, Avengers 7 uh, Infinity yes. Inf- uh, Conflict. Yeah, it's Thanos' friend, uh, Hydrox. Hydrox emerges <laughs> from the universe and decides to take over planet Earth. Did you see the Infinity it. War? Did um, we talk about that? You know, I'm not proud of this. I liked it. I but it I did see it. Why are you not proud of it? My son made me see it. Why do you, you... You like comic book movies. I'm not a nerd. You don't have to be a nerd to like comic book movies. No, no, no. But it was dumb. What? It was um, not entertaining. Scarlet Witch did not get naked. I told you that. Nor that. did Black Widow. No. Black Widow was getting old, man. Thanos had a purple ball sack on his chin, yeah, he and uh, it and, was weird. Oh, you want to talk about a, a paradox uh, of things? Josh Brolin plays Thanos. Yes, and he does. also plays Cable in Deadpool 2. You want to hear something even more of a paradox? Why is that? They're both part of the Marvel Universe. What is it? Who does Ryan Reynolds play? Deadpool. Who else does he play? Fantastic Four. Uh, uh, the Human Torch. No. no. 
Reed Richards. No. He's in Fantastic Four, isn't he? No, he's not. You're thinking of Steve Rogers, the guy that played Captain America. Oh. Okay. No, Ryan Reynolds also played Green Lantern oh, it, but in the DC, DC Yeah, but that's movie. different. That's a different it's universe. different universes. You can't do that. So you are a geek. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a geek. Anyway, should we get to the topic at hand? I think so. People are tuning out. Everybody's like, what the hell are these idiots talking uh, about? They don't know. I'm going to block him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was my fight with the lore guy. All right, what are we doing now? So today, we are going to talk about the end of the world. You have to cue the music, like the, the impending doom music. In times. <gasps> Ooh, that was gross. Oh. History is full of predictions about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Most of the predictions involve religion, as you probably can uh, ascertain. That's right. Many involve Christianity and Jesus' return specifically. But there's something important that you should remember. When people say that they know that the end of the world is about to take place, what do you think that could be? That well, I mean, uh, over the course of time, many people have said that. Yes, but specifically with Jesus. Oh. In, in Jesus' own words, in the King James Bible, Matthew 24, 36, quote, But of the day and the hour knoweth no man, mm. no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Nobody knows but God. Nobody, not even Jesus or the angels or Yoda or Santa Claus or nobody. Hey, knows. do me a favor. Read that, read that quote again for me. I want to hear something. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not of the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Hmm. What does that mean? Interesting. Why is that interesting? Well, preface that. What did you preface that by saying? In Jesus' own words. It's in the Gospels. Oh, I know what you said. Now I don't want to correct you. Why? Well, I don't want to correct you, but I just want to talk about something briefly. The Saint, the okay. King James Bible. Yes. Uh, not, not the LeBron James Bible. No, not LeBron. Not King LeBron. No. But the King James Bible, which is one that we know and love and most uh, Christians are familiar with. That's the standard, usually. It is the standard. Yeah. But I've come to realize over the course of my life and the mm-hmm. research that I've done and the theological um, knowledge that I've gained mm-hmm. is that the King James Bible is one of the most inaccurate <laughs> translations of the Bible that well, there all, are. Well, they're all different. So how do you know which one is accurate and which one is not? Well... You weren't there. I wasn't there. But no, we'll just leave it at that. You are pretty old, but you weren't there. Good. Anyway... So, according to the Bible, no one knows, and actually, if you read the different types, this verse is kind of the same no matter what version. It's all about the same. Sure. No one knows what the hell they're talking about when it comes to the end of the world. That doesn't stop people from trying, however. It could happen right in the midst of this show. Yeah. Obviously, well, not obviously. One of the first things people think about when they think about the end of the world prophecy Mm. uh, was the 2012 Mayan... Uh, thing uh, where the yes. end, the world was supposed to end because of the Mayan long count calendar came to an abrupt end in the year of our Lord, 2012. I think it was December 21st it was supposed to be, or December 22nd. Something like that. I'm not going to talk about that today because that was done to death. Nothing happened. Uh, and whenever, they, whenever shows on TV or on the internet or whatever talk about the Mayan long count, they show this circular picture with a bunch of carvings on it. Right. And they say that's a calendar. No, it's not. It looks like an old comic strip. Oh. Anyway, it was It looks wrong. like... Uh, the uh, the decoder ring from a box of Lucky Charms. It does, but before the first, the fir- ah, we're going to talk about some times where the the world was supposed to end, but didn't. Mm-hmm. The first group of people we're going to talk about are the Millerites. You ever hear of the Millerites before? Oh yes, yes. Those are the um, people who liked Miller Lite. No, they and they um, they followed Dennis Miller, the comedian. And uh, they still follow or, him to this day. Or Reggie Miller, the uh, Indiana Pacers, who had an. Um, a, a, you know, a different uh, shooting style, but yes. he could nail three-pointers all day long. Or Jay Miller, the famous Boston Bruin, who was a fighter. Or Jay Miller? I do remember him. He could beat the pants off anybody, He would beat anybody, me up, man. I can tell you that. Anyway. So the Millerites. Again, throughout history, people are getting convinced they can somehow have secret knowledge about how and when the world will end. 
in some cases, these people have gone ahead and convinced other people that they indeed have this information. Mm. And if they just follow them, they'll be saved from the impending apocalypse. It's amazing how many people follow this. One of the most famous of these situations in history is related to a man by the name of William Miller, a native of nearby Massachusetts, who in the 1800s went a long way into fooling a bunch of people that the end of the world was coming. Bill Miller. Mr. William Miller. Yeah, Bill Miller. Billy Miller. The Bill Miller who played for the Red Sox spelt it different. It was M-U-E-L, which is Mueller. I thought it was Mueller. They called him Miller. It was Miller. That was how it was pronounced. Why was it pronounced that way? I don't know. Ask him. Let's invite him on the show. Okay. Actually, he had one of the greatest hits in Red Sox history. Game... uh, Game four, the uh, 2004 World's... Anyway, Mr. Miller, the other one, served in the American army during the War of 1812, and after the U.S. defeated Britain at the Battle of Plattsburgh, mm. became convinced that God favored the United States and would grant it special consideration. Sounds right. Sure. He was a voracious reader and fiercely religious. <laughs> Eventually, he became obsessed with the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation, which obviously talk about the end of days. He became convinced that he could put together a timeline based on the Bible that he could tell... When the end was coming. Mm. He settled on the year 1843 for some reason. Mm. That's what he came up with. Okay. As early as 1831, so about 12 years before that, he began publicly stating that they had it all figured out, and he quickly gained an audience for his lectures on the subject, and he amassed a sizable amount of followers who bought into this stuff. So mm. like, they talk about sold-out tents. Right. I don't think they had buildings. No buildings. They had tents. No electricity. No. So he had, you know, he sold out. He would talk for like two, three hours straight about this. I couldn't sit there for three hours. They had to share a straddle trench. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Miller was one of the first of American expounders of what's now called premillennialism. The view that the second coming, which he called the advent, would be followed by a thousand year reign of Christ on earth. While he didn't state state that, while he didn't state an exact date, he claimed that it would occur sometime between March 21st, 1843 and March 21st, 1844. He so was right. About a year. Oh, wait, no. When those dates passed and nothing happened, he revised it to two later dates, also which passed without incident. And that's the beauty of it. What's if that? you keep missing the dates, you can keep saying, well, you know, uh, well, yeah. this happened or this happened and I mistranslated and sure. you can just keep pushing it back. Despite the lack of results, Miller announced that he had, mis- he had been mistaken and actually Jesus was coming October 22nd, 1844. That sounds like a good song you could write. A Jesus is a coming of coming of the Lord. It sounds like an old Johnny Cash gospel hymn. Oh. That would have been sung. That'd be a cool song. Anyway, it was supposed to end on October 22nd, 1844. He was sure this time. So according to accounts of the day. Oh. Quotes. Fields were left unharvested. Shops were closed. People quit their jobs. Bad move. Paid their debts, which I wouldn't pay. Why would you pay your debt? I wouldn't pay it. I would take out more debt. That's the perfect excuse not to pay your debt. I would buy a new car. And not pay it. Go get yourself a Corvette on credit and never pay for it. Anyway. Speed around the crops. They paid their debts and freely gave away their positions with no thought of repayment. Oh, that must have been nice to be friends with one of those guys. Oh. Hey, can I have that guitar? Hell yeah, you can have this guitar. The world's ending. Oh, can I have that cotton gin? Yeah. Yeah, Eli Whitney. I got two cotton gins. You take one and you take one, Merle. (laughs) All right. On the predicted night, thousands of Millerites across... They call them Millerites. Thousands of them across the nation gathered in churches or on hilltops, some wearing white ascension robes, in anticipation of meeting their savior. Their frenzy reached a fevered pitch. But when the sun rose on the morning of October 23rd, the world had not ended. Oh. This final crushing blow became known as the Great Disappointment. I thought I was the Great Disappointment. To your parents. Yes. Among the Millerites, there was despair, dismay, and weeping, and probably gnashing of teeth. You know when they go, gnashing of teeth. Oh, don't do that. It's not good for your crowns. One believer, a man by the name of Henry Evans, later wrote, I waited all Tuesday, which was October 22nd, and dear Jesus did not come. 
I waited all the forenoon of Wednesday, and, and well was in body ever I was. But after 12 o'clock, I began to feel faint. And before dark, I needed someone to help me up to my chamber. As my natural strength was leaving me very fast, and I lay prostrate for two days, oh. sick, sick with disappointment. Prostrate? Does that mean he had something in his butthole? <laughs> That's prostate. Oh, hold on. Okay. That makes of, sense. Some of Miller's, follower, Miller's followers said additional dates or stated, here's one for you. Yes. That Jesus did in fact come on the day, but that he was invisible. Oh, the old invisible ploy. But ultimately, people left the group and it just kind of faded away. But Miller himself insisted until his death in 1849 that the end of the world was coming soon. Obviously, he was wrong. You would think that would be the end of the Millerites. No, definitely not. you'd be mistaken. Uh. One offshoot of the group, led by a man named Hiram Edson, those Hirams, Ooh, Hiram. stated that Jesus did appear on the day in question, but he appeared in heaven. Not sure where he was before that. <laughs> they said he appeared in heaven in 1844. Well. And this led into the heavenly sanctuary, the beginning of an still ongoing process of investigative judgment of the souls of believers. They continue to claim that the literal second coming of Jesus is imminent, although they are no longer attempt to set dates for it. No, I wouldn't set a date. These people are known as Seventh-day Adventists. Oh, they're still around. And there's about 15 million followers worldwide. Oh, my God. So those people still think that. So, you know, I've seen a church of Seventh-day Adventists. I, I had a roommate once who was a Seventh-day Adventist. So the Seventh-day being what, think, Sunday the Sabbath? Yeah. So what happens then? I don't know, but I also know that my roommate who was a Seventh-day Adventist... Uh, used to uh, have uh, fornications with oh. uh, heavily obese women. On the seventh day? No, but I think oh. I, I used to think that was part of his religion. That's how off, uh, often it happened. Oh, so he it was fine for him six other seven days. <laughs> but on the seventh day, he, he would, probably rested. He would rest <laughs> and he prayed. He would pray that he didn't have to do that again, but he, he would do it anyway. He wouldn't have to um, wrestle some heavy hotties <laughs> to the turf. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so that's the Millerites. What do you think of that story? Um. You know, a, a typical of, you know, it's a typical uh, common thread that, you know, that's going to run through the program, but also runs through many a uh, a group of doomsday see- seekers or yeah. seers or whatever you want to, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, they put a date on things. Well, that's a mistake right there. Th- definitely a mistake. But you th- they probably did that for a reason, thinking that they would, well, again, they're either 100% believe in it. Yeah. Or they're, they, they set their own time frame for their... A lot. I was doing a lot of reading for this, and obviously, mm. a lot of prophets put the date so far in advance of them right. that they'll be dead before that date comes. Yeah. So they'll never be found out to be a well, fraud. You better be darn sure that what you're saying is right <laughs> if you're going to put it within your own time sure. timeline. Right. You know. And the other thing that strikes me too is interesting is that um, how easily people are manipulated. Of right? course. So somebody of charismatic. Uh, well. Yeah. Well, you like much like you. I am very charismatic. You have a good following. I do. People follow me around. And uh, I don't follow you. I go the opposite way when I see you coming. My, my children follow me. But around. besides that, um, you know, some of these people, uh, for example, David Koresh, who was somebody we're not going to talk about today. No. But but that was another doomsday cult. Exactly. But history is is filled with examples of people like this. Who Charles are Manson. Very charismatic. Yes. Um, they know how to uh, talk to people and manipulate people. And some... <laughs> Somehow they have hundreds of people following them. Women are fornicating with him, yes, and, and no was, one else. He was not a good-looking dude. And there's either. many other men around, and he's, they're just well, being with notice, this one man. And most, uh, I don't get it. Most cults. How, how, how most. Do, hey, wait. How do I learn this technique? I was saying most cults oh. in general, it's a man for some reason. There mm. are cults that are led by women, mm. but uh, the majority of them are led by men. And one of the rules of most of these apocalyptic cults and doomsday cults and everything is like you just said. 
All the women in the group have to submit to that guy. That's right. And that's it. So I think they start this as some kind of a singles group uh, for the oh, guy. He's okay. like, this is how I can get a harem of women together. Yes. I just have to pretend that I'm Jesus' son, David, <laughs> Koresh, and uh, everyone will flock to me. Well, let me. I'm going to put this out there to the masses because I know we're a, a we're a worldwide uh, podcast. We should here start on, our own cult on the EM project. I don't want to start a cult. Okay. What I want is if there's any lady cult leaders out there, <laughs> you know, a semi attractive, um, partially, uh, you know, not overweight, partially clothed, <laughs> but a sexually um, a woman of low morals, <laughs> uh, provocative uh, lady uh-huh. who likes to be surrounded by semi young. Partially chubby, <laughs> pasty men uh, to service her okay. uh, every every whim. Mm-hmm. Let me know. You can do that. It's called Backpage. I'm gonna. Uh, I'd like to take part in this. There's a, there's whole websites just for that. I'm not gonna kill anybody though. No, they don't have to. You just gotta pay them. I don't want to pay anybody. You gotta give them. The, well, how else are they supposed to su- support the cult? What are you doing that's so important that you can't join the religious cult with me? I just want to be in a cult. I want to be in a lady led cult. You just don't want to give up anything. I don't want to take part in any kind of man. Uh, oh no, this man, man thing. Uh, this man loving, man services. Oh, there's stuff. No. Yes. So I'd have to service a man. That's all. Po- you have to do whatever she says. She have to, she can tell you to have to dress up like a pig hippo and dance around, throwing salt over your shoulder, listening to Yanni, and you'd have to do it. I don't want to do that. Well, that's. Too I don't bad. want to do that. I just want to be, uh, you know, with the one woman. That's it. Except everybody else is with the same woman. And the other people can watch, but I don't want to partake. I think we should move on. All right. <laughs> So we have a, sh- uh, a, a a quiz today, do we not? We have a quiz. Is it the halfway point of the show already? Oh, just about. Okay. So the game today. What kind of game? Not a naked game. No. All right. I have questions for you. You don't have questions for me, I don't think. I do. <gasps> wow. Oh, we're going to go back and forth then. Okay. So the game, well, let me tell you the, the, the thing that I prepared for, because I don't know what the hell you did. I don't know either. We're going to play the theme song lyric game. Oh, I got some theme songs. Okay. So these are, what we're going to do is I'm going to read you the lyrics, maybe in some cases sing the lyrics. No, no, you have to s- sing them in the melody that you think they should be sung in. Okay, and then the other person has, but don't you think that's easier to give it away if you, re- if you, if you read well, it? Well, not the way you sing. That's true. So we're going to read the, excuse me, we're going to sing the theme song of a famous show. Okay. And then the other person has to say what show it is. That's right. But you have a, um, a, a grouping. You have a, a, a theme to yours, right? Well, well mine, are, mine are all from the 80s. Oh, I thought you said you were doing sitcoms, weren't you? Yeah, but they're from the 80s. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I don't have any sitcoms. Okay. You know what I noticed? Yes. Researching this? Sitcoms have <laughs> lyrics to their... Uh, Not these days they don't. Back no, in the day they did. They did, but even if even back in the day, like dramatic TV shows? Yeah. Like, say, for example, TJ Hooker. Yes. Or Matlock. Yes. They didn't have words. No. It was all instrumental. Yeah. So uh, you had to find, I had to really. So are you going to just hum it if it's in No, no, no. I got words. I got words. <laughs> so let me go first. All right. Because I got a few. Okay. So here we go. I'll bet we've been together for a million years. I'll bet we'll be together for a million more. It's like I started breathing on the night we kissed. And I can't remember what I ever did before. What would we do, baby? Without us, what would we do, baby? Without us. Oh, was that? That's interesting because you know it's funny that you um uh, <laughs> towards the beginning of that I didn't know what it was until I got to the chorus. You got to the chorus and yes. I, it started to kind of ring a bell slightly. Yes, yes. Um, but I still I'm not sure. <laughs> Is that the facts of life? 
That is Family Ties. Oh. Family Ties. The great Alex P. Keaton. That's right. That's right. His, uh, I had a crush on Meredith Baxter Burney. You did? Yeah, she was a she was a big blonde chick. But she's lesbian. <gasps> really? Yeah, I think so. That makes her better looking. You know, I liked I liked uh, Courtney Cox made her debut on that show. Uh, that's right. She was court, she was Michael uh, J. Michael Fox's, J. Fox's love interest. Girlfriend. That's right. That's right. All right, All right here we go. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, do you want to talk about who who, who invented <laughs> that song or who sang it? No, I don't know. You that. don't have the composer. I don't. Okay. Right. Here we go. Some people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into the light. Some people need to help somebody when the edge of surrender's in sight. <laughs> Don't you worry, it's gonna be alright. Cause I'm always ready, I won't let you out of my sight. That's Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's Baywatch. It's Survivor saying that. How the hell did you? Because know that? I know Survivor. I saw Survivor live in concert, and they played that song. Yeah, but you know who wrote that? No. A guy named Jimmy Jameson. Okay. Did you know that? No. Is he not in Survivor? I don't know. That's what it said. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. It's a, I, I know. We saw Survivor together. You know what it was? Idiot. You know what it was? It was the the my uh, harmonic uh, it melodies. Was the end. I didn't know the beginning. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. You ready now? Yeah, I am ready. <clears throat> Here's your turn, ready? Okay, I don't know how the melody of this one goes, so this is going to be interesting. Okay. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's going to stand in my way. This flame is my heart, like a long-lost friend. Gives every dark street a light at the end. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. Rise and fall on the wings of my dreams. Wow. Know that one? That was really good. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how much effort they put into these theme songs back then to compose them. They don't do that these days. They don't, no. That's a good song. You know what that is? Doogie Howser? No. Oh. Perfect Strangers. With oh. Balky Bartokamus and, oh, and uh, Larry, Appleton. Larry Appleton. That's right. <laughs> you he remember was, his name? He was from Meepos. That was Mark. What's his name? Mark. Uh, can't remember his name. No. The other, the curly-headed. Guy. Oh, that was. Uh, I know Balky, uh, but I don't remember. Yeah, the other what was guy. Balky's real name? Do you remember that? P- Bronson Pinchot. Bronson, Bronson Pinchot. That's right. That's right. The other guy faded off into uh, non-existence. His name was Mark, I think. Yeah. Oh. oh, pretty good there. Darn, I couldn't get that one. Okay. <sighs> if you get this, you're the champion. But I got two more anyway. Oh, okay. I only have one more. So. The last one you're really gonna get. Okay. All right. So here we go. We never thought we'd find a place where we belong. Don't have to stand alone, we'll never let you fall. Don't need permission to decide what you believe. <laughs> I can't do the chorus because you're gonna know the, uh, oh. you're gonna know it. I don't know it now. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know that You don't know it? No. I'll give you, I'll give you a clue. It's got, it started, uh, Peter DeLuise. Peter DeLuise? Is that yep. like Dom DeLuise? Yeah, it's his son. Oh. I didn't even know he was an actor. He was. I don't know that one. 21 Jump Street. Oh, I don't know that show. You Johnny... just watched it because you had a crush on Johnny Depp. I like Johnny Depp. And Richard Grieco. You know what? If I would if I was a betting man, I would have placed bets on Richard Grieco being the bigger star than Johnny Depp. Well, you know, he went on to make a few sh- uh, movies. I didn't watch 21 and, and Jump he, Street. And uh, he made some cheap porn after that. Did he? Okay. All right, here's my last one. You ready? Right. Yeah, yeah. This one, you, got, you'll get this. I got to get this. One. No, you'll get it. You will. 
You, <laughs> you're going to get it right away. Just let me finish. Okay, all right. <clears throat> when I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think that I'll make it on, on time. time. By the time <laughs> I grab my books and then I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all, all right, because right, I'm saved by, by the, the bell. bell. Oh, saved by the bell. You know what? I had a huge crush on Kelly Kapowski, oh. who was, uh, what was her, her real name? Uh, Tiffany Amber Tiffany Feaston. Tiffany Amber Feaston. That's right. Mm. And mock poor Paul Gosling you like Zach. I love Zach. Yeah. Uh, no, you that like was a, Slater. Slater love, used to wear the high tops, that's the right. high top sneakers. That's uh, Mario Lopez. And the Zubaz pants. Oh, I love that guy. You know, <laughs> I loved, uh, I was a huge fan of Saved by the Bell back in the day. Of course. And uh, my father caught me watching it one time in my room. What were and, you doing uh, to yourself when you were watching it? He said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he goes, why are you watching this? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. He was right. Anyway, so that's I'm done. All right, good. So you're going to get this one too, I think. Okay. Uh, possibly. From the dusty mesa, oh! her looming shadow grows, hidden in the branches of the poison creosote. She twines her spines up slowly towards the boiling sun, and when I touched her skin, my fingers ran with blood. That's True Detective. Oh, that's right. And it's the Handsome Family. What season was that? Season one. The only good season. The only good season. That season, let me tell you, that was a great show. It was a good show. The first season of that was a great. The first one. Yes, there was one in particular scene. Now, do you remember the movie? Do you remember the show very well? Oh, I remember quite well. Do you remember the? Uh, you want to make Matthew, flowers on me? Matthew McConaughey oh. was the uh, was undercover. He was doing a drug deal with some uh, some biker dudes, mm. and there was this really long scene, action scene, where he's like going between houses and. Trying to evade oh, yeah, the police. Yeah, that was good. And, uh, anyway, it was great. Great show. Who was the um, <clears throat> the very hot, um, sultry, large-breasted uh, lady that took her clothes off? That would be Alexandra D- Daddario. Oh, God. She's very, very she's nice. She's unbelievable. She was in the movie, uh, uh, the, the Rocks Earthquake movie. San Andreas. She was in San Andreas. She's not a very good actress. No? Well, she looks good. She That's looks, all that counts. She looks amazing. And amazing we are. And you all are as Thank well. You. Thank you. We have a, yes. we have attractive listeners. I think we do. You know, I've seen many a picture. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we've we've had a few emails. Unsolicited nudes. Unsolicited. Uh, you know, pictures. Th- of... Yeah. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate that. Yep. Real. Uh, Brent has sent us some nice pictures of himself. Artistic and, nudes. And um, feet pictures and <laughs> all kinds of random things. So. Feet crushing peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> so, so the next thing we're talking about is um, doomsday doomsday cults. So when I say doomsday, I mean end-of-the-world cults, these cults that have, have perpetrated and perpetuated themselves throughout the years, and ha- uh, their main claim to fame is they can predict the end of the world. Yes. So i just like to clarify a couple myths, or maybe not even clarify myths, but just to, uh, you know, perhaps sh- shed some light on some things. Mm-hmm. So we always talk about the word apocalypse, yes. right? When you hear the word apocalypse, what do you think, or, or the average person, what would you say? Oh. Well, the average... I think of the comic book character, because I'm a geek. <clears throat> okay. There's an account book character named Apocalypse. Oh, there is. Yeah. But uh, no, Apocalypse, you know, most to most people, means the end of the world. Right. 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 But it's a Latin term, which actually, basically, if you literally un- uh, translate it, means an uncovering yes. or a- an enlightening of sorts. Ooh. So basically, something happens, you've uncovered it. So you talk to you when you go to the bedroom with your wife. Uh, you say, I apocalypse An myself. apocalypse is about to happen. <laughs> Woman, apocalypse thyself. <laughs> <laughs> so the other word I want to talk about too that we we um, we th- we bandy about and we throw around is the word Armageddon. 
Armageddon. Because it was a cheap 1998 film with Bruce Willis. And, what do you mean uh, cheap? I like that movie. Oh, it was terrible. What? It was awful. Go back and watch it again. It's awful. I thought it's terrible. it was good. Who else was in that? Steve uh, Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Uh, ben. Ben Affleck. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, who was the um, the Aerosmith uh, girl there? What's Liv her Tyler. Name? Liv Tyler. Yeah. Um, Lots of stars in that movie. And um, Manny Patinkin. Manny Patinkin was not in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we, we get the term uh, Armageddon and we think the end of the world. Some people think right, that. but what are the origins of the word of the term Armageddon for the end of the world, and well, why know, is it? Give it away. Why is it that is the word that we use? Well, I'm going to shed some light on it for you. Thank you. Over the years, the word has has twisted from the original meaning. Well, let me back up a second. So, in in the Book of Revelation, the word Armageddon was first used. Okay, mm. and it's a Greek uh, translation or a Greek twist to the uh, actual word but they use the word armageddon to signify the end battle the end times battle basically between the forces of good and the forces of evil you just dropped your notes i don't have notes oh. all my notes are in my grave what is that pictures these are news of you oh and it keeps me motivated For inspiration to, <laughs> keeps me motivated throughout the show don't let this happen to you <laughs> but the term armageddon originates from the word, or two words, which mean, or are, har, H-A-R, Megiddo. Har Megiddo. Har Megiddo. Which uh, originally is a, you know, um, you know uh, an ancient Aramaic word. Oh. And it means Mount of Megiddo, Mount. which is in northern Israel. It's basically a plateau. So it's a real place. It's a real place. It's a, uh, a plateau in the, uh, the northern reaches of Israel, which is... There is said that the final battle of good versus evil is going to take place. Mm. So over the years, that has morphed into Armageddon. Was, and the, wasn't it also the site of many ancient battles? There were many place? ancient battles there. As a matter of fact, it's right. an ancient arch- archaeological site. Yes, that's right. As actually, as late as the 1800s, I believe Napoleon marched his armies through Megiddo. He did. Yeah, that Napoleon. What a what a what a Napoleon. Character. You know, it's a common misconception that Napoleon was a short man. He, he actually wasn't. was not. He was five eight. And the reason for the, the people thinking he was short was actually two reasons. Number one, uh, due to the the change in metric versus uh, Western, what do you call it? Metric versus standard. standard. Sorry, metric versus standard. Uh, people thought that he was shorter because of the, the conversion. He was actually 5'8", which is about average for the time. And he also had a, a habit of surrounding himself with taller soldiers as That's his correct. personal guard. So it looked like he was shorter. And why did he do that? Uh, because they're probably bigger and stronger. <laughs> well, not only that, but pro- uh, he believed that prophecy said uh, that uh, the, the the person that he claimed that he would be would be shorter and he would be surrounded by giants, oh, I basically. Did, I did not know that. So that's why he surrounded himself with taller people. But anyway, so i just like to clarify those two points. So let's talk about the doomsday cult. Of, oh, by the way, I have a, I have a burn on my left, the left side of my neck I'm today. I'm not touching it. I got hit in the neck with, what? with some hot brass. Oh, hot brass. Hot brass. Hot brass shot. made a mark on me. But anyway. If you don't like somebody, make them stand to the right of you. Let's talk about a doomsday cult called Heaven's Gate. Oh, the Heaven's Gate weirdos. Mm. Very nice. And I'm sure we all have probably maybe have heard about this. Uh, well, you know, it's been a while now, so I bet people have forgotten or maybe have long, younger listeners. It's been a while. It's been 20 plus years mm-hmm. since uh, this play, this group has been in the, uh, the forefront. But it was basically an American UFO religious... Millenarial cult, Ooh. which what you talked about earlier, um, you know, the cult that believes at the end of the millennium yes. that the world is going to end. And here's their first problem. They're based in San Diego, California. Which is a nice place. It's a nice place, but it's California, so that's an issue. Hmm. 
So it was founded in 1974 and led by a, a guy by the name, one of the coolest names ever that you'll ever hear in Doomsday Cults, and that's Marshall Applewhite. Sounds like a porno name. And if you go up and look, look up some videos or some pictures of Marshall Applewhite, he looks like a disturbed individual. He does. Just from the pictures that you see. Yes. But it's funny because if you look at some earlier photos of him, he looks like a handsome young man. Oh, but so he went nuts and got uglier and weird. A handsome young, virile, blue-eyed. Uh, very, very blue eyes. Striking. Blue eyes. Very striking. And it was also founded by his love interest at the time. Her name was Bonnie Nettles. Bonnie. Isn't she the lead singer of, uh, what's that country and western group? Nettles? Oh, uh, no, that's uh, uh, Cynthia Nettles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cindy. Cindy. I hope you're listening. Cynthia. So basically, on March 26, 1997, so over Verna. 21 years ago... <laughs> And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the, the, the mass suicide first, and then I'm going to give you a little background on what happened. Okay. The police discovered the bodies of 39 members of the group. Dang. Would you commit suicide for somebody? No. Would you be part of 39 uh, a group suicide? No, I would not. They participated in a mass suicide in order to reach what they believed was an extraterrestrial spacecraft that followed behind the comet Hale-Bopp. You know what I would do if I was in that cult? I would tell everyone that I was on board with the with the suicide. Yeah, and then I would wait for all the other people to do what they were going to yes. do, and then I would run. You'd, <laughs> you'd pull out at the last minute. I would, I would like that's it. See ya. I'm out of here. Exit stage. You left. know what? That's some uh, serious conviction. Uh, yeah. and commitment on their part. Sure. So the group no longer exists, obviously, because oh. they all died. However, you can still go on the website. <laughs> yeah, the website's still being run. I think you can still go on. No, it. you can. It's being it's being funded by somebody. Somebody's yeah. keeping it up. Uh, and, and the website states that Halebot brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Our 20-some-odd years of classroom here on planet Earth is finally coming to a conclusion. A graduation from the human evolutionary level. We're happily prepared to leave this world. So so they thought that they had to die in order to get to the spacecraft that was trailing behind the Hale-Bopp comet. Well, yeah. I mean, they essentially believed that the planet Earth was about to be recycled. Couldn't they just put out a sign like says, hey, pick me up. I'm down here. Nope. Nope. They couldn't do that. They got to kill themselves. They, they, were, they believed that Earth was going to be recycled. It was going to be wiped clean, renewed, all that all that good stuff, right? And the only chance was to, to survive this was to leave immediately. Boy, were they wrong. They had to leave immediately. Uh, and, and the group, believe it or not, they were against suicide, but they de- defined suicide in their own context to mean to turn against the next level when it is being offered. So what did they do? How did they commit suicide? Well, I'm going to get to that. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done with it. No, no, no. Don't oh, jump ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about this Okay. a little bit further. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. So they believe that your body was a vehicle. It's basically like a, a conveyance or... If my body was a vehicle, it would be a broken down 1980s Ford. Oh, a Ford? Like a... Uh, uh, like a Crown Vic. How about a, uh, a gremlin of sorts? I, I had a friend that had a gremlin. Well, you could hear him coming before you'd see him. <laughs> anyway. The members of the group added O-D-Y or O-D to their first names they adopted in lieu of their original given names, which basically defined uh, children of the next level. So if you were one of these group members, you would be Mike Godi. Oh, I see. So they would Makodi. A play on words. I am Makodi. And I'm J O D. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know what I used to do? I don't oh. know why. I used to do this for fun. Oh, there's a lot of weird things. I used to try to say fun. people's names backwards. You had no trouble you had no friends as a child. No, I and, and because it made cool like Star Wars names. Oh, okay. Like my first name is Jason. Mm-hmm. But if you said it backward it'd be No Sedge. <laughs> That's what you did for fun? Yeah. Okay. I did that. That's exciting. And I had a friend, his name was um. I don't want to get into this any further. No, let's not. So I'm no sedge, and uh, it would be hard for me to do uh, to say your name backwards. I'd have to write it out yeah. first to be able to pronounce let's it. Let's not do that today. Okay. 
So Nosaj is going to continue. Let's go with this story. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I keep clearing my. Why throat. do you keep doing that? Well, you know, there's a lot of pollen in the air. Stop doing that. It's springtime. It's disruptive. Uh, there's a lot of flowers, a lot of trees, mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, you know pollen, a lot of um, you know uh, septum irritants. Septum. Yeah, you know, like your nose. Okay. Okay. Move on. Let's do it. So basically, the Heaven's Gate people believed to be eligible for membership in the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment to the planet. Oh. So every attachment you had to planet Earth, whether it be your shoes, oh. whether it be, uh, you know, the ham sandwich you had for lunch. What do you have to do with it? Throw it up? I don't know. You got to get rid of it Can somehow. Can I have ham sandwiches? But all, all of the members, they had to give up their hum- human-like characteristics. Uh-oh. I can see where this is going. Well, you know, different ways. <laughs> Such as their family. You got to give up your family. Oh. Give up your friends. So, Mike, you and I are no longer friends because no you're part of the Heaven Gate. Okay. Sexuality? <gasps> you know, not, not giving that up. You're asexual anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's true. I your individuality. Reproduce myself. So you have, you have to be, uh, you know, a group. It's just a group identity. You cannot be yourself right. anymore. And your Speedos and your long hair and your mustache. You can't be you. My mustache? You have to give up your job. I'll be damned before my mustache Give up your shaved. job, Mike. Give up your job. That's fine. Give up your money and your possessions. I don't have any anyway. They all go to Heaven's Gate. If you have money, give it to Heaven's Gate. What if you were a poor person? Did they not take you in? They won't you take you because you have nothing to donate. Oh. It's funny so, how that works. They had something called Tila. Okay, but... And not, not uh, He-Man's love interest. I was going to say, wasn't that He-Man's girlfriend? No. It's called the evolutionary level above human. And that was a physical, corporeal place. And you know what corporeal means? Uh, yeah, in, in the military, you, you're an E4 corporeal. <laughs> no, you're like your body. Oh. Like corporal. Corporal Cor- punishment. Corporal. That's what happens to me when I pay the uh, nice woman wearing the black leather. Oh. So basically, what you're, what's going to happen is you're going to live in pure bliss. You're going to nourish yourself by absorbing pure sunlight when you go to this next level. When you go to Tila. I want to go to Tila. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What's wrong with Tila? I don't know. All right. So at the next level, beings do not engage in sexual intercourse. Uh-oh. It's not something pleasurable for them. I'm out. You don't, you don't do that. Oh. You don't eat. You don't die. You don't make anything. What do anything, you do all day? Anything that would make you a mammalian, mm-hmm. you don't do it. So what do you do all day? You don't climb into the pouch of a marsupial. <laughs> you don't do any of that. Heaven's Gate believed that the Bible calls God is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial. So God is an ET. Oh. That's right. Okay. So members of Heaven's Gate believe that evil space aliens, evil space aliens, called Luciferians, oh, like the devil. Yep, they falsely represented themselves to Earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. I wonder how anyone found out all this nonsense. I mean, this uh, uh, stuff. I don't know. They you just know, magically know. And these Luciferians, you know what they did? They no. made they uh, created um, holograms to fake miracles. Oh, uh, you know, carnal. Beings with gender, they stopped training to achieve the kingdom of God thousands of years ago. Did they have a bunch of mushrooms, these people? They just did all kinds of basic and weird things. So how do you get into the Heaven's Gate? I don't know. Is it the, how do you get to the next level is what I should say. Next level. Not like Contra, next level. The Wingling Clam Chowder. But according to the Heaven's Gate people, once the individual has perfected himself through the process, there were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. Sounds like Scientology. Did you graduate from high school? I did. Was it difficult for you? Yes. <laughs> so step one shave the patient step one <laughs> <laughs> no I'm kidding that wasn't a joke physical pickup I'm reading these now those were all off my head but I gotta read this because there's a list of them there's oh, four of them okay. how many did I say four or five four. number one 
physical pickup onto Attila spacecraft and transfer to a next level body aboard that craft. Okay. In this version, what Professor Zeller calls a UFO version of the Rapture, an alien spacecraft would descend to Earth, collect Applewhite Nettles and their followers, and their human bodies would be transformed through biological and chemical processes to perfect beings. Okay. That's step one. It's like getting a first class on an airplane. That's uh, getting a massage at the mall. Mm. Step two, natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. Okay. So I stab you in the eye with an ice That's pick. random. Here, the graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next level body. My container's defective. I want to, I want to recall. So if I, if I kill you, you're good. Okay. Number three, outside persecution that leads to death. Okay. So here's an example. After the deaths of the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and the events involving Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge... Applewhite was afraid that the uh, American government would murder the members of Heaven's Gate. He was going to murder them. For why? Yeah. Just because they're weirdos? Just for fun. Number four. Willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. Maybe they had information on Hillary Clinton. Near the end, Applewhite had a revelation that they may have to abandon their human bodies and achieve the next level as Jesus had done. This occurred on March 22nd and 23rd when 39... Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're into this story. 39 members committed suicide and graduated. Yay! Yeah, so basically what they did was to kill themselves is that they basically... They were worked in shifts. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, the first shift got all prepared yep. and uh, they made the uh, the poison concoction. Oh, they poisoned themselves. That's right. Okay. They were, they were all wearing brand new jumpsuits and brand new Nike sneakers. Why? Because they had to be looking good for the afterlife. But they're leaving those bodies behind. Would it make sense if they... Who cares if they're wearing burlap well, sacks? that's just what they did. Oh. They uh, drank the poison concoction. They put a bag over their heads. How exciting. Just to ensure that they would be killed. I do that anyway. And then they put a purple cloth over their bodies from the like the waist up. Hmm, that's and what then I do when I'm wearing the cloth of my lower section. I'm watching Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> Stay away. So group two did the same thing. And then group three uh, did the same thing. And then they were a couple of, uh, like one specific survivor that videotaped apparently everything. And he lived. He, he lived. So exciting. He lived beyond the day. You know, he should be prosecuted for uh, assisting people kill themselves. He did. Was he? No. Oh. Okay. But he died. They all died, and of course, the end of the world. They never got on Hale Bop. Say the Hale Bop. You know what? In. How do you know they didn't? Get I don't on know. Hale-Bop. They might be riding around Hale Bop and Hale Bop's uh, anal plumage as we speak. Didn't uh, didn't Marshall Applewhite also uh, castrate himself? Yeah, uh, in a, in some sort of cleansing ritual. That's that right. takes he, some dedication, he, right there. He cleansed his testes. I'm going to slice off the twig and berries mm. uh, to become more uh, better. Well, how did he get the beans above the franks? Is what I want to know. How'd you get the beans above the franks? All right. You laid the tracks. That's the hard part. You got to back it up. <laughs> to add, or do you want to put something forth uh, about this? Well, no. Do you have anything else? Do you want to go forward with? Um. Well. Yeah. You know what? I have one real quick one. That oh. I, I all wanna, right. I go for it. About. So this is this was a time. It was actually pretty interesting. In the this is a different, obviously a different uh, end of the world scenario that didn't happen. Right. In the eighteen hundreds in England, in jolly old England, Chilio, a self-proclaimed prophet slash fortune teller by the name of Mary Bateman caused a stir. Is she related to Justine Bateman? No. Who was on Family Ties, which we talked about earlier. In 1806, Bateman's hen began laying eggs that were carved with the words, Christ is coming into the shell. People traveled from all over the world uh, to see 
The end times prophesied by the chicken. Alas, this was just another con of Bateman's, who had previously taken laid eggs, carved them with acid, and then reinserted them into the chicken. The chickens were not available for comment, but somehow I think that that probably was a little painful. Oh. I'm going to shove this chick, this egg right back in there. Into the chicken, uh, would that be where the chicken the egg comes from? The chicken butt. <laughs> the chicken uh, expenditure area. The thing to remember. Is that there was a million of these stories floating around. We could have spent all day talking about the different times that the world was supposed to end. It never did. We never talked about Nostradamus. Supposedly, he said the world was going to end. Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet, he said the world was going to end. Uh, 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 Gene Dixon, the person who supposedly uh, said that JFK was going to be killed before he was. That's right. All these people said the world was going to end at a certain time. Never happened. And the reason for that is because no one freaking knows. Here's what's going to happen. The world will end at some point. Of course it will. And here's the reason why. And somebody's going to go, I was right! Well, no, because, well, in our time, it won't be because of some, uh, you know, within the the relative modern times that we live in, Mm -hmm. the the sun eventually, within like a billion years or so, is going to get too large and too hot Mm -hmm. to sustain life on Earth. That's true. And all life will just burn out eventually. You mean it would just die out because it wouldn't burn out. The sun is going to collapse. Oh, actually, doesn't the sun get bigger? It gets bigger and it gets it, hotter, so right. the, the you know the oceans will boil off, that's and right. uh, you know obviously life won't be Hopefully able to sustain itself. Hopefully, we won't be around itself. when that happens. Oh no, we won't be around. No. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to die tonight. You could because I have a bottle of whiskey that I'm going you to. You never drink. know. You're going to put a bag on your head and put a purple cloth on yourself and watch Saved by the Bell? No, I'm going to try to live forever. Oh. But uh, whiskey helps me achieve that. Whiskey helps you feel better. Whiskey helps. It does. I have a shirt on that says "Whiskey helps." Oh, I, I just noticed that. See that. I'm glad you put your shirt back on because now Thank I can you. see it. I can see my whiskey help shirt. That's good. Yeah. All right, so you know it's been a little bit of uh, a little since bit of the a last weird show. show. Well, weird show, but uh, you know, since uh, you know, some time since the last show. Yeah, and we talked about you know what we, we we like to shift topics in this program. We talked a little bit about haunted places for a while. That's right. Now we're talking about end of the world. Uh, we're planning a show about uh, conspiracy theories, false flag operations, um, stuff like that. Some some sort of weird uh, conspiracies that are going on in the world today. So all sorts of weird stuff in this program, stuff that we like. And oh. I don't, we don't, you know, some people like it, some people don't, and that's okay. So I have, uh, I have some exciting news, and Mike doesn't know this. <laughs> Uh-oh. He doesn't know this yet. I'm about to tell him. Okay. So a loyal listener of the program who lives several hundred miles away may be coming to visit us shortly. What? Like today? Not today, oh. but within the next month or so. Okay. And he's going to come right here into the Palatial EM Project Studios. Uh-oh. I'm going to set up a nice spot for him over here in the corner. Mm-hmm. And we're going to speak with him. We're going to whip him with uh, licorice ropes. We're going to whip him with licorice ropes. And we're going to uh, make sure that his nose hairs are trimmed properly. Okay. And we're going to set him up with a good microphone. And we're going to speak with him on the air live. Oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. While we record. Is this but like it, a contest that he won or something? Uh, no, he just wants to come see us. Oh, and he knows where we live. He doesn't. He knows where the Eon Project studio is. He doesn't is. know. He's going to fly to the airport. I'm going to blindfold him, drive him in circles for an hour. I do that too on Saturday night. And then bring him here. I've done that before. That's fun. To myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else to add? Nope. <laughs> well, that was short. Okay. So here we are, The Eon Project. Come oh. one, come all. Yeah. Oh, we love us. We're working on our website currently. We are. Working on it to go, to go up again, hopefully soon. That's correct. In the meantime, you can get a hold of us at theeonproject.yahoo.com. That's T-H-E-E-O-N project.yahoo.com. Come join us on Facebook as well. And on Twitter. And click the like button. Click the like button. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell somebody. So don't just tell remember, the authorities. don't tell the authorities, <laughs> don't report us, please, to the feds. So just remember, until next time, the truth exists, sir. Believe it.